breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Late night guy, so He's a early late morning night guy, is uh, exactly. tough for him. But I appreciate we've called, you doing it. We've called Gary Thank before, you. and Aaron will go. He's not. He's not responding. Aaron, it's five fifty in the morning. <laughs> the man just got home. He just got- <laughs> <laughs> Gary, this is, this pay scandal is just taking on another level after level after level. Ursula Bowman came on and made some serious accusations about being bullied, strong armed, intimidated by Councilman Alan Jackson and others. Um, have you witnessed similar actions since your time on the council? Um, yes, I have. I wanted to come on to clarify a couple of things. Number one, I don't believe there was any misunderstanding or any misperception what was said to Councilwoman Bowman from Councilman Jackson back that in January. You're responding to his response. Mm-hmm. That yesterday he went American on the radio ground. to say that there was a misunderstanding. Between right. he and Bowman, okay. Yes. You say, no, that's not true. In my opinion, it's not. And back in January, the mayor's first, one of his first choices for city attorney, Alan Jackson and I were actually out at a Vintage Wine Bar having a drink, and this person walked in. I don't know if he wants me to mention his name, so I won't. I introduced them. They had never met, and I said that the mayor is probably going to put this gentleman up to be city attorney, Councilman Jackson told him that he would not be voting for him. And they talked for a few minutes. And after the person walked off, I said, why, why would you say that? You've never met him. Mm. He said, well, if the four of us, meaning James Green, Tabitha Taylor, and Ursula Bowman and Jackson, the four of us vote together, it doesn't matter what the three of you vote. Mm. So basically, Councilman Butcher and Talaferro and I's vote and I'm, I did not misunderstand this. There's no confusion in it. If they voted together in a block, was his word, then our vote really was not relevant, other than to override a veto. Mm. And that was real crystal clear to you. They were going to vote together. Crystal clear. And, and he's listing the four black council members mm-hmm. voting against the three white council members. Correct. For Ursula Bowman to say she has felt bullied, um... And him to say that's a misunderstanding. You're saying she probably does feel bullied. And do you think that that's going to continue? I can't answer if it's going to continue. I do, I, I do feel like she probably has been bullied. And um, like I said, I, once again, I'm not speaking for Councilwoman Bowman, but I know there was no misunderstanding about what Councilman Jackson said to me. Have you been polled on certain issues by Councilman Jackson or Green or Taylor on things they, they're putting before you? Have they called you and go, hey, uh, how are you going to vote on this? Here's what we want to do. What do you think? Um, where he, he said, well, we shouldn't be doing polls. But I'm told he's, he's been doing polls uh, for a while. He invited me to his office, and we met again after that. And then he met with Councilman Butcher and I. He met with all the councilmen to try to get the cre- the position of director of council affairs created. So, yes, he polled all of us. No doubt in your mind? None. Um, that ca- director of council affairs position just hired in the spring, and now a raise was proposed. 
and C- Councilwoman Bowman acted like that person is kind of under the gun and was reprimanded recently for not doing his job. Well, are she you stated up- they yeah. were looking for reasons to fire him. Are you up to speed on that? Is Are there problems with that position already? I, I don't have any problems with the person in that position, but my understanding is that a couple of the other council members and the clerk of council do have a problem with him, and they were they were looking for a way to replace him. Can you stay with us? We got to talk more. I'm going to go more in depth about the pay raise and how sure. that all happened, and how I don't even have words, Gary. I, I'm I'm gonna try to gather my thoughts. Gary Brooks, Shreveport City Council, in studio with Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. In studio with Mike and McCarty, Shreveport City Councilman Gary Brooks joining us. Gary, we did get a question on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Why did you change from no outside investigation to voting for an outside investigation? Well, I did vote no initially, Mike. Um, Councilwoman Bowman and I had decided that we just wanted this thing to... We wanted to kind of heal and move forward. But then um, Councilman Jackson in particular went on the radio, kept talking about it, misrepresenting what happened. So I changed my mind during that week. I'm like, well, and if nobody has anything to hide, in the spirit of transparency, as he loves to say then why don't we have an investigation? If it's just one little page, as Chairman Green says, it shouldn't take very long, should it? Are, are you of the opinion as well that a council staffer asked for this raise? Mr. Yes. Green said it didn't happen. You disagree? I disagree. You, Do you have proof of that? Do we know? I mean, will, will it take the investigation to find this out? Uh, I do not have proof, and I would assume it would come out in the investigation. But you do believe they asked for it, and Mr. Green was completely lying. <laughs> Mr. Green said, no council staff act, asked me for a raise. Mm-hmm. He said that several times. I they just wanted hard. to bless them. I wanted to bless them. I, I believe that someone in the office asked for a raise. Okay. When they came at back and said other chairmen had done the same, and then it was like, uh, no, that's not true. We, that was discovered pretty quickly. Then their last straw at this council meeting was to drop the race card in the room. Oh, this is racist. You're, you're, you're racist, Gary Brooks. Um, we, how no. are you sitting there for that? What was your reaction to that? At, at first, I was a little stunned. Uh, Chairman Green, and I'm pretty close to quoting, said all of the problems in this country are not because of white uh, black people. They're because of white people. And all of the problems in this city are because of white people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's, uh, <laughs> that's not alluding that, that uh, we have a race issue. That's you just straight up saying it. Right. Uh, it's tough to sit through. And I don't think I want any more 30-minute speeches. I think we're going to need to call for point of order mm-hmm. and, and call for a vote. Yeah. Um, how offended were you by his remarks? I was. I went into this thing with an open mind and open heart. Um, I've tried to get along with all of the council members, and apparently that's going to be really difficult to do now. Have they undermined you on some things in your very own district? I'm referring to some of the downtown legislation that you have 
you have just kind of been brushed aside? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say undermine. They just did it without me. In your own yeah. district? Yes, on, 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 in downtown Shreveport. Give me some examples what are, of things. Yeah, what yeah. are examples of that? Well, the, the, the main one is the moving 20 feet of a bus stop, which the federal government paid to have put there with a grant, and the city's going to pay almost $5,000 to move it 20 feet to the west because Councilman Jackson's friend owns the business that it's in front of and, and didn't want it there after it was placed there. So and we're spending 5000 on that? Yes. Because of, his of buddy... City, of city money. You, you have supported them on some of their legislation. I have. Some have called it bad legislation. Um, are you going to be a little more wary and careful of things they ask you to support going forward from now? I'm going to support and vote for whatever I think is right. Uh, I voted for Chairman Green, and I got some backlash over that. Uh, I think all in all, he runs the meetings pretty well. Um, and up until Tuesday, I, I didn't have an issue with him. But like I said, that's that's going to be a little more difficult moving forward. Do you think he should remain council chairman? That's up to Chairman Green to decide. Do you think any changes in the council staff are needed at this point? I don't want to comment on that right now. Okay. Um, I, I will say this, Aaron. This has shown a really big spotlight on the council staff. Most people did not know we had five full-time staffers and what they made prior to this uh, raise that was not supposed to be given or not voted on. And now I've had a lot of questions from a lot of voters why do you need five full-time staffers? What do they do all day long? And why do they make so much money? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you look at what they're making, and then you think about the garbage men, the men in property standards that are out mowing grass in 105-degree weather. Or let's don't even get started on the policemen, that their starting salary is $39,000 a year. Right. And I think our average pay up there is seventy-five dollars to $85,000. Mm. With yeah. some at one ten now. So when, when, when your constituents ask you why so many and why are they so highly paid, what is your response? My response to last week, and this is when all this came out, is I, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if we need five of them. I think they do a good job. I have nothing against the people in the staff office. Uh, yeah, and understand. Do, do, do we need five of them? Is there some overlap? Is not personal. Mm-hmm. It's not personal no, with the people. No, they may be lovely ladies. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the the fact that Shreveport is losing population. Uh, our our city is shrinking. We're we're short 140 officers, not counting attrition, not counting people off on leave, not counting officers that you know are are, are out for other reasons, and and we can't afford it. As a city. Mm-hmm. No, we cannot. And I got the That's documents from, the, at the end of the year, the clerk of the council, at the at December 22, clerk of the council made 90000 Now the new clerk of the council makes a hundred. So that salary already went up 10000 when you hired the new Miss Flemings, for what it's worth. I want to ask you, Gary Brooks, have you felt bullied and or intimidated by any of your fellow council members? No, no, I wouldn't say bullied, not really. Just like what I mentioned back in January when Councilman Jackson basically laid it out for me that um, if they all four voted together, then, then they didn't need my vote. 
If you, you can call that bullying if you want, but now, even though you're a Democrat, yeah, that mm-hmm. part, right? Well, I mean, you're 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 listed as a Democrat, yes, in, on the city council. You're, that's your party, yes. How do we go forward? What do we do to move forward from this? I I don't know. I, I really don't. When when the chairman of the council says that all of the problems in this city are because of white people, as a white person, I don't know. I'm still processing that. And we should note that prior to um, Arsenault, we had 16 years of an African American mayor. Correct. Um, we, you know, you you can't. I don't even want to go there. I'm I'm not going to go there. But I, I, why did they go that way? Why did they take? Was that their last straw? To bring racism into this? Uh, you would have to ask uh, Chairman Green that. I, I Let me call I him. Let's see if he that. takes he, my call. He won't, he won't reply. He's take my call? I don't know if he will. I don't know if he listens to your <laughs> He said he thought he had been invited on your show. And, he and, has. Yeah, he's welcome that, um, any day. And that y'all, but y'all really didn't. Yeah, he, 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 he really made the didn't comment. want him, I think is what he said. Yeah, we they really do. They don't want me on their show. Well, Chairman Green, we do want you on our show. Yeah, come on. You, here's an open invitation. Explain this. I believe you have lied to the people of Shreveport, and I need you to come explain it. I think you have lied now. I believe Ursula Bowman. I believe Gary Brooks when he says council staff asked for a raise. Gary, this is going to be, I mean, squeeze butt cheeks when y'all go into your next meeting, huh? <laughs> Seriously. It's going to be something. Are you regretting it? No. Are y'all going to kiss and make up, sing Kumbaya? Well, you know, I'm how worried. Is, how is Shreveport City business going to get done now? Thank you. From this day forward. How are you going to address streets and issues in your districts? Well, hopefully this, this, all, this will all go away soon and we can go back to conducting city business because that's, that's what the citizens want. One more thing, and this is kind of an elephant in the room, and, and I just got this text, and we got a, a message on my email, too. Does this have any connection to Reverend Green's church? Do I, some of these people attend his church, and he tends and he stands to benefit if they get pay raises? You don't want to answer how that, How much do of the council staff attend his church? I yeah. do not know the answer to that. Is that a suspicion of yours, too? Uh, it, not really, no. Doesn't bother you? I know Councilwoman Taylor attends, but I, I don't. I don't have any idea where the staff goes to church. Okay, Gary Brooks. I still want that old gratin recipe. I need you to. <laughs> I need you to sneak in the kitchen I, I and watch that. <laughs> you don't have it. No. You own the joint. Yeah, I don't cook. <laughs> he hires better people than, right. than he to cook. I'm yeah. coming by to get some more gratins today. All right, I'll get a tray of it. Thanks for coming in, Gary Appreciate Brooks, it. Shreveport City Council. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I don't know if you've this is an odd statement. If you've seen my legs this morning. No, sorry. Missed that. My kittens are playing parkour off my legs. Oh, wow. You're all scritched up. Good 
gosh. Man, you need to get them one of those scratching posts they're, or whatever. They're at the age now where everything's an adventure and everything's fun oh, and everything's a toy. Yeah. And, and since we got them both together, they've been together since birth, and we kept two of them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they're developing and growing together, and now they're yeah. playing. Your legs and are scratching. And they're wrestling pole. and fighting each other oh. and rolling around, and and then one will run from the other one, and and the. <laughs> And then they'll chase it, and then they'll start jumping off my leg. And I'm totally not expecting it, so right. it scares like, the crap out yeah. of me. Then it hurts, and then it's like, ah! And then there's blood dripping now. Yeah. So you're why, all but torn my, up. But yeah, I don't know why I bring that up. But. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Looked at my wife and goes, yeah, let's go get a kitten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not jumping all over her, huh? They are cute, though. They, They're I going bet. to be outside cats at some point. Oh, good. Point. Yeah. yeah. Get them off daddy's leg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Shreveport uh, dry conditions continue, and uh, the heat today, it's like 106 today, I believe. Yeah, Golly. 106 expected today. Uh, no rain in the forecast. We got very excited a moment ago because we saw an extended forecast, and Ruben goes, look, 40%. Mm-hmm. So, (laughs) we're excited about a 40% chance of rain coming into the forecast, what, next Monday or so. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but until then, conditions are dry. Bad. And what's the Shreveport water situation? We talked with William Daniel, Director of Water and Sewage, and hear that conversation next, Mike and McCarty. 1017F. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning, William Daniel, Director of Water and Sewerage from uh, the city of Shreveport. Good morning, William. Thanks for joining us. Oh, good morning. You're welcome. Uh, am I a bad citizen if I'm watering my lawn right now? <laughs> no, we there are no uh, water um, rationing voluntarily or otherwise. Right now, we still have plenty of water in the lake. So, uh, okay, good. Is, uh, that makes me feel better. Now, I would prefer that people, you know, were mindful of the of the water, but there's no actual uh, alerts by the city. We were hearing a little bit still a, a few complaints about um, low pressure and a chlorine smell. Can you explain? Is that is that their people's imagination? Is that true? Well, I don't know about the chlorine smell, but we have experienced low pressure. I mean, we're we're using a lot of water. We have to wash our filters more often. Um, we're you know the last time we talked, we were we were discussing the project out at the water plant. That project is still going on. Uh, it won't be, we won't be back up till full force um, till around October 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, after October 1st, we'll have our new treatment system online. Right now, we are controlling the disinfection with chloramines. So it's possible that people uh, can smell a little more chlorine in the water. Okay, you're, you're, you said chloramines, is that what you said? Yeah, it's a combination of chlorine and ammonia. Okay, and that's going to go on. You said until October, perhaps. Yes, uh, we'll. It, it was. You know, we were supposed to. Ha- 
the old system was supposed to continue running until we had the new system in place, but it conked out in December. Then we were supposed to have the new system in place in April, but supply chain issues, we couldn't get all the parts. And they finally got them, and we're installing them, and we should. I'm, I'm going to say by the middle <clears throat> to third week in September, we should have we should have the plant back up to normal operations. Clarence Reese, the fire chief, was telling us something the other day when we were talking about the drought conditions and the worry about grass, grass fires, that if there are water pressure issues, he mentioned something that was kind of interesting, and I'm sure you're in, on top of this, that y'all can reroute, like if he's near a fire hydrant that's got low pressure, y'all can reroute to the to the fire hydrants to help the fire department. Are you guys, have you guys had to do that yet this year during this drought condition? We have not. We have valves in all of our lines, so we can close, you know, if we need to get more water to a particular place. And, and we did this during one of the freezes. We routed water to the hospital by closing some valves and opening others so that the hospital and some um, dialysis centers would have better water pressure. But, uh, yeah, we can open and close valves and increase the water flow to a particular area. I mean, other areas will suffer some, but we can definitely help the fire department. Well, in addition to the fire department, route some more to my house. <laughs> I need a little more pressure. You, do you have, are you experiencing low pressure? A little bit, just a little. What area of town do you live in? I'll have them check it out. Broadmoor area. Oh, okay. I, I am actually too, and then not too far from him. But my 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 question to you is: as you go into the office today, and you may already be there. I, I know you guys get in early because you're hard workers. Um, what what most concerns a water guy during a drought? I mean, what are your biggest issues today? As you're as you're worrying about what we're going through and the well, heat. Well, obviously, obviously, making enough water. I mean, the what we're seeing. All over the city is between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. Big water drops. And that is because, you know. That's interesting. We get up and get our baths and get dressed in the morning. Is that Not it? Not at 4 a.m., though. And and people are watering their yards. Ah, okay. Uh, there you With go. sprinkler systems. Okay. And they just come on then. And so we see these drops. Interesting. Um, all over town. Yeah, you, because they say you shouldn't water at night or in the evening because then it causes mil, mold and mildew on the lawn. You should do it right. early in the morning and in the morning hours. Are, I wish people would listen to me as well as they listen to the gardening tips. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Let me let me ask you this, and, and you can tell me whether or not it's true. Have, have you or any of the city leaders talked about any voluntary restrictions i mean like like we've heard about in desoto parish has that been discussed yet at all we have a we have a policy uh a departmental policy in place depending upon the level of cross lake or how much water we're throughput we're doing at the plant and that would kick in voluntary um conservation methods but and I and and because you know we have a new mayor and I wasn't sure he was aware of the policy I sent it to him. Okay. But we are well above the the limits for the voluntary. Um, well, that's good well, news. I guess I should say we're well below the limit 
right. for voluntary uh, conservation. Well, keep us posted if things change. Oh, sure. Uh, well, we'll you know we'll you, people need to check out our new website. Okay. And um, we have we have actually you know uh, a lot of good information on there, and it would be on there. And we also have I know everybody's interested in the level across lake Mm -hmm. there's a link there's a link to that on the new website as well so we'll go look it up shreveportla.gov and get right to the water department website thank you sir yeah la.gov slash water or something perfect we can find it thanks for your help all righty 1017 now more breaking news and trending talk with mike and mccarty on 1017 fm and 710 keel One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. <laughs> Mike and McCarty. Wait, there was something to throw at. My him. brains are mashed potatoes right now. Thank you. Oh, right in the noggin, right on the forehead. <laughs> I was watching this this lunacy last night in Atlanta. Oh yeah, Aaron. <laughs> they were broadcasting, waiting for him to arrive. Freaking. Wow. <sighs> And look, I know people, Trump is, is, is almost as a divisive a, a figure as Jesus. I'm not comparing Trump to Jesus, but if you say, you know, if you're in a conversation and you mm-hmm. start talking about Jesus, watch what happens, okay? Oh, there's some, you're right, the, some, okay. some will freak out, yeah. Well, it's the same way with Donald Trump. If you're in a conversation with 20 people or 10 people and, and you start talking about Trump, there's going to be... A reaction. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But it doesn't matter who the person is. When the opposing party goes after and, and jails your leading contender, your, your leading opposition, mm-hmm. this, is, this is third world government crime. I mean, this is this is not America. They mugshotted him. They digital oh, fingerprinted him and did all that. And, yeah. and, and let me just read you this headline: Trump's mugshot is justice. MSNBC. The mugshot itself. Boom! They got their justice. <laughs> what does that tell you? What does that uh, tell you? What is their objective? Right. Right. It's not to discover any wrong. Did he do wrong? I don't. Is he a, is he a flaw a, a, a flawless candidate? Of course not. There was only one of those, <laughs> and I just mentioned him a moment ago. Right. But what is it about him? And, th- and this is what's intriguing to me. Why do they hate him so much? There's never been anything like this ever in the history of our country that one political party has gone after one man they're throwing everything they can at him this is the fourth indictment oh and they'll keep coming and they'll keep coming they're gonna keep coming and it's it's a it's a travesty and and okay you can hate trump but but this should scare you 
that this is allowed to go on. And believe me, if this doesn't stop, our, our republic, next? our republic is over. Right. Think about it. They don't like what you and I say on the radio. Coming for you. Oh, they're mm-hmm. going to come for us. Post something social online that they don't like. Coming for you. Coming for you. They don't like what you say. Mm-hmm. You disagree. There's no. There's no civil discourse anymore. They don't, they, don't, they don't discuss it with you. They shut you down. It's what a communist country does. Come it's what dictator you. leaderships mm-hmm. do. Yes. It's scary. It's, it's scary. very scary. Whether and, you like Trump or not. They, it, that's my you know, I understand people that don't like Trump. I understand that. The man's not a likable person. But why are they going after him so hard? That's what makes me you know, intrigued. Because he can beat them. He can beat them. It, it's it's a scary moment in our country's history, and and I'm telling you, people need to wake up. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Scott Hughes, Shreveport political analyst, going to join us talking about the Shreveport City Council embarrassment coming up right after the local news. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Key- One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with Shreveport political analyst Scott Hughes joining us. Mm. Scott, this is now we're we're ending a, a week and a half of this. This heat, the heat, the yeah. <laughs> the, there's a lot of heat going on, Mike. There's there a lot of heat, especially if you're in the council chairman's seat right now. Whew. Oh, um, that that heat, yeah, yeah. Is it is, is are we? It, it has too much been made out of this, or not enough? Are we? Are we going to? Are we discovering things that that we didn't know? I, I think what we're finding out, and we'll go back to the famous political example, um, Watergate. You know, for those that remember Nixon and Watergate, um, in the end, you had something that happened. Okay, many will say not even necessarily that big of a deal in theory Mm -hmm. but the cover-up is what we know for watergate that's where everything happened you know once once they started covering it up and people started pointing fingers that ended up taking a president down um and i think that's kind of where we are this is not the same issue of watergate obviously but Mm -hmm. we have something that happened and 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 i try to be fair and it could have been an innocent mistake. It could have been a mistake where the chairman in this case was told he had the power. He believed he had the power. I think we're going to figure that out. But whatever took place, it is the events after that that have gotten this thing out of control. You've the pre- got, you've the got press children. conference, the, 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 the people pointing fingers, the mm-hmm. he shed, the, the partial documents. And I think we've reached a point now where I want to call it the, quote, cover-up. Although technically no one's trying to hide this took place. Mm-hmm. But all the facts that are coming out afterwards are much worse than the initial incident. To well, that's sure. you know, you've got two kids, Aaron. You've got kids. Mm-hmm. I've, I've told my kids, you look, you're going to mess up. Don't make it worse by lying about it. Well, and, if and, you mess up, fess up, and and take your medicine. And that's the most interesting part to me because again, I'm trying to be fair. We're all still learning in this situation. I don't know, you know, um, what we know completely yet. But in in a in a weird kind of way, Reverend Green, the chairman of the council, 
actually attempted a, a, a make good. He held a, he had this press conference. Mm-hmm. I think his intent. I'll go with his intent. I think his his intent was to say, "Hey, I made a mistake." I think that's another reason why this gets so weird in the politics side, because I think in his in his mind, he did attempt to say that. He did attempt to hold this press conference and say, "I screwed up." But in many regards, that may have just been more gas on the fire because what was said has now also been further unproved. And, and I think where it really got a little bad was when the, when the memo, Aaron, you did some wonderful, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I joke you should win the Les Nesman Hawkeye <laughs> Award for reporting. That's the old WKRP Les Nesman reference. But, but I think when you started to break down um, with just simple paperwork, sure. the, the argument, a lot of the, the paper argument fell apart. Um, and now there are a lot more Answer questions Answer that to be for asked. me, because if you have an ordinance that was passed when Jerry Bowman was chairman. Ordinances when, have records. When James Flurry was chairman, and you have an ordinance that passed, it's typically two, three-page, four-page document, perhaps. And the document that Alan Jackson was waving around was the last page that said was signed by Bowman or signed by Flurry. Really wasn't even part of the ordinance. That would be the action item. Hey, we did this ordinance. And here's the four-page ordinance we passed. Who pulled that fourth page off and held it up to say, this pay raises have been done before and, and tried to deceive us? I was it a know. council staffer? Was it a Alan Jackson? Was it Jer- you know James Green? That's what this investigation will show. It's not a one sheet you signed it, Mr. Green, and we're going to find out who tried to deceive us. Well, and, and I think that's where it gets interesting because um, as, as I've tried to be quiet and watch this, mm-hmm. um, a, a couple of things have come to me that when you step back and you go, okay, one of the big question marks is, if this was something that was needed to be done, that should be done, that we did with good faith, why were none of the council members informed? Why were we a month or two into this raise being implemented and yet no one knew? I think that's what created a lot of the confusion with the council. And in, in the world of politics, if you're given a raise, everybody wants credit for that. And so, Let everybody give that. And so the fact that it had not been shared is questionable. Um, if I remember correctly, um, one of the first actions that was requested, I believe by Councilman Jackson, was an opinion from the city attorney. Mm-hmm. And so they go to the city attorney, and the city attorney, I don't believe, mints words. The city attorney was fairly clear in their legal opinion on the role of the council. So you had the legal counsel opinion just up front, which also tells me no one went to the city attorney. And mm-hmm. so I can't, that, I don't take that as a, as, a, as a gospel truth fact, but it appears to me no one had asked the city attorney in this process what the until that moment well the city attorney was now on record and now we get back to now it's political then and, and i'm not going to say there's a legal aspect i'm not a lawyer i don't know what's going to happen but now we get back to politics and um i was thinking when you called me yesterday to come out you know what's what's the big lesson here right now going forward and the word that keeps coming up to my mind is trust Mm-hmm. I think that we've reached a point, and we've all heard, listened to interviews that have been on your show. Um, I think some of the council persons have gone on other shows, American mm-hmm. Crown Radio. I heard several council persons on keeping it live, keeping it real mm-hmm. um, with Alan Oliver um, yesterday afternoon. And so you keep listening to these interviews and you keep going, the trust is broken. Yes. And the best I can tell now, politically, we have a seven person city council that's probably divided three to two. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like we've got three council persons that they're still, a, they, they still work together. Um, still, still a team. Seems like Jackson, Tabitha, um, Dr. Alan Jackson, Tabitha Taylor and Reverend, Reverend Green seem to be a little group of three that is together. You seem to now have two council persons, um, 
that uh, that, have, that have separated themselves out on this issue. And then we still have the two Republican council persons mm-hmm. over here that kind of always been their own little pack of two, Talaferro and Grayson Butcher. And a three two two doesn't work. A three two two is not going to get you very often to four. Um, if it does, it's going to be a weird situation politically. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know how they rebuild this trust. Can you stay with us? When we t- I want to talk about bullying when we get back. Sure. Okay. Scott Hughes in studio, Mike and McCarty. 101- back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Scott Hughes in studio, Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Kiel. Excuse me. I, I, I want to make a point real quick. Mm-hmm. When Ursula Bowman was in here, last last council meeting, uh, James Green took the microphone and went on for about 30 minutes and made himself the victim and said that, you know, there are many comments that he made that black people didn't cause the issues. White people caused all the issues. He went on saying that he didn't, he was trying to bless these council staffers. Ursula Bowman finally made the statement, we need to step up and call point of order when he starts doing this. Because this isn't the first time he's taken control and gone off on on a tangent Mm -hmm. and and i commended her finally finally because we had said that before Mm -hmm. why doesn't somebody call point of order and and stop and stop this can you scott by robert's rules of order well typically by robert's rules of orders you can call point of order but under robert's rules of orders the chair Right, the meeting. Right now, um, but if four get up and walk out, that's the key. Well, not get up and walk out. That's the key. If they get up and walk out, the meeting's over because you lose a quorum. But um, it is one tactic. But what what happens is you can call point of order, and the chair under Roberts' rules has to make a ruling, mm-hmm. and then Roberts' rules allows you to challenge the ruling of the chair. So if the chair doesn't honor the rule, then you can challenge the ruling, and now you get to a vote. Now the chair, and so it still would take four votes. That's the key. If they got mm-hmm. four votes, and I've heard the same thing. I've heard Miss Miss Bowman, and I heard Gary Brooks say yesterday in yes. another media interview that maybe the time has come that we need to start doing a little more things formally and follow, follow call the question. We've tried, to, and, 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 and I, I like what Mr. Brooks said. He said, you know, since I've got there, I've tried to really respect everybody. I've tried to give people some lead way, and we, you want to work together, he says, but maybe we've reached the time that we just need to stick to the rules and, you know, call points of order and move on. And that's fact. this is where we ended a second ago, and you wanted to come back to a point, but it, it's trust what I kept looking at. Right. I think we have lost trust definitely among the seven council persons. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so whatever we think about the council, they definitely had a working trust. They were they were getting along for the most part, and this has blown that up. And some of the stories that have come out are ugly, to be honest, yes. politically. Um, I think I texted you um, the other day. I don't think I've seen anything this politically raw that the public gets to actually get to peel back the curtain and see how politics really is done because you're seeing a combination here both of um, really power politics. Mm-hmm. You know, and th- 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 let's be fair. You don't vote for me. I don't vote for you. That's politics. If you don't right. understand that, you don't need to be in politics. And that's but, what I was going to say. This is nothing new. It, that that goes not, on daily. That part's it goes not on new. That you don't support me, capital. I don't support you is not new. Right. But there's been some elements of this have come out that go deeper than that, that really, really show this is going to be hard to rebuild this relationship. What? And then you have the public's trust with the entity. Right. And that's what's that the, probably the lowest mark Let's right talk now. bullying. 
Ursula Bowman comes on our show, says she feels bullied, intimidated. She cited an example of uh, Alan Jackson calling her and saying, we're not going to support anything in your district anymore. Um, why did she do that? Why did she open the curtain, as you say, to, to let us see inside that? D does she just want it out there? Is she trying to harm Alan Jackson or James Green? Or did she just want to get to the truth of what's really going on? Um, I, I've thought about that question a lot in the last couple of days. And the best answer I can come up with is it's really a two-part answer. Number one, this is personal. Okay, this ended up involving her husband when um, and and I, I think it clearly shows that she hasn't been happy that that what's been going on behind the curtain has been bothersome to her. She's a new council person. Mm -hmm. She she um, and she seems she to and be Brooks a, both. She seems to be a lady of high integrity. She's not from this community. She's actually from South Louisiana and she's married up to here. Um, but I think she also takes that Bowman name seriously. She knew her, you know, knew her mother-in-law and she has seen and she just was not going to let her her husband be dragged into this especially when he came and he said i didn't do that and then there was no apology so i think some of this is personal that i'm going to stand up in my for my name for my husband's name and then the second part is and, and this is sort of weird but in politics this is personal because this became about money this is about salary and there's a lot of things that a city can do. A city can perhaps not pave Ninth Street for 10, 12 years. And, <laughs> and, and most citizens don't get really upset. If you live on Ninth Street, you get upset. Mm -hmm. But most of us go, oh, that's the city being the city. That's government contracting. But when you He's get people raises, when, when, when you get people raises, it becomes personal for some reason. Everybody looks at their own paycheck. Everybody understands. They go, wait a second. I would never get that type of a raise. And so for some weird reason, this specific issue is one of those ones that catches our attention and it becomes personal with the voters. And I believe Miss Miss Bowman, I believe Mr. Brooks, I believe all of the council members, they're getting pushback from their district. Because now their district's saying, A, how did this happen that we gave raises? And then B, you also have another, I don't know the city count today, but there's probably five hundred to a thousand city employees. How did four or five get a raise and nobody else did? Although they all just got a raise. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's before we get to where where I get now is the whole cover up because now we get to this someone is going to be held accountable and the the batons being passed around a lot and I think from what I've seen so far, Miss Bowman and Mr. Brooks have stepped up and said wherever the the liability is going to fall, it's not on us. But we were also told several times the staff never asked for a raise. They never came to him and asked for a raise. And now we we're hearing that that that's is not, not necessarily true. That's, that, mm. that may not be true. That one did ask for a raise, and then two more said, well, if they're getting a raise, we want a raise. And that's where you get back to my trust credibility issue. That, that, that whatever took place, it has been the post issues that have gotten worse because that was clear that was a statement that was clearly made and now that's in question i'll just say that because we haven't had the investigation i think miss bowman was pretty clear we don't want to taint the investigation we right. want to let whoever's going to do that do their work but that's going to be one of the critical pieces you mentioned another one how was one page of this email this 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 previous action perhaps taken out of context 
You know, and as I mentioned earlier, was it taken out of context to Chairman Green? Did Chairman Green truly believe? Because one could be true, but then the second happened as well. And so the, 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 the quote cover-up becomes the question here. The real question is, how does the council move forward? Um, and yeah. and that, that, that I don't know. This, right. this, is, this is a severely damaging thing for a small political body. This is the legislature. You have 144 members. There's only seven of them. The working majority is four. This mm-hmm. is going to take a while to heal, I think. Can you stay with us? I want to talk about um, whether or not there's malfeasance possibly here. But we have a short segment coming up, and I want you to tell me if LSU is going to win next weekend. Can we do that? <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> Scott, Scott Hughes in studio, Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Okay. 1017 FM 710 Keels. Scott, <laughs> Scott Hughes in studio. We're a week Mike away. McCarty. A week away. From frozen tundra time? <laughs> Football. 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 They're Fro- actually wait, a game the frozen American tundra. They're playing Football. in. Yeah. They're playing in. Where were they playing? Florida? They're, they're playing, playing in Florida. They're Orlando. Playing in, and they're playing in Orlando. It's yeah. not at Florida State. It's a neutral game. Mm-hmm. Remember, we opened against Florida State last year. I'm and sure lost. And lost. We had some special team problems last year. Remember, <laughs> yeah, that was that was boy, his first yeah. game, Did and we, we really ever. had some special team it's problems. It's a Sunday night game, isn't it, or Sunday? It's Sunday night. It's, it's Labor Day weekend, yeah, and but it's we're a off Sunday Monday, night so game. Yeah. Hella freaking loser. So do we win it? I think we do. Okay. That'll start the season off to on a good foot. Um, sausage balls won't get thrown. Oh, you got to throw sausage balls. Because <laughs> it's LSU, and you're you. <laughs> You got a but point. It, you know, last year, last year we went into this game. Fixings. We didn't know what we had. We had a young team. Right. We had Brian Kelly, a new coach. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going, "Oh, we got the Notre Dame coach." I think now we have a team that 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 showed like they 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 overachieved last year. They they beat. Remember, we ended up in the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. We were one win away from playing for the national championship. Oh yeah. Um, people forget that's where we ended last year. Right. And so Jane Daniels is viewed as a real star. LSU. This is the team you thought you were going to have last year. They're better. Um, and Brian Kelly's in his second year as mm-hmm. an LSU coach, and we are on a roll with second year coaches. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> no yes, pressure. We are. Yeah, I wrote so, a whole think, story about. I I think we beat Florida State. Actually, most most people that have looked at the LSU season, um, if we get past Florida State, there's a high probability that we can roll until we hit the tide. Okay. When we come back, I want to ask you if the council mess has risen to the level of a criminal activity, malfeasance in office, anything like that. Scott I Hughes. Ask about that after the break. Mike and McCarty. What a Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. These two are looking at each other's legs. Shut up. <laughs> I have I have war wounds. <laughs> I'm just glad Mike's married to a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Hughes in studio, Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel, continuing our 
conversation. Uh, this is definitely not uh, uh, a tempest in a teacup. No, this 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 is a serious issue. It keeps growing, and um, again, I, so we're not just beating a dead horse. No, this is I, this is I, this is continues to grow. We continue to find more things out, and the issue really is it's beyond the issue now. The issue is. The council's functionality. Can they function mm-hmm. as a governing body of the third largest city in Louisiana? They are in charge of, a, I think it's probably about a half a billion dollar annual budget, mm-hmm. $400, 500000000 million annual budget. And so whether whether anyone likes the council or not, I happen to like the council. They've actually been kind of effective, you know, from, from a governal standpoint the last several years. Um, they've reached a point where this is going to be a real challenge to their relationships and their ability to govern. And that's before we get to the final trust issue, which is the public's trust in them. Mm-hmm. I think the mayor is talking about bringing a bond issue out. They've all just put people on a committee. And, you know, you don't get bond issues without public trust. Okay. I asked you before the break, does this rise to the level of um, malfeasance in office, ethics violations, anything like that that could be looked at? Well, my my general caveat, I'm not an attorney, mm-hmm. you know, and so I always like to lead with that. Um, I'm going to say at this point, I don't know. Um, so far from what I've seen, I don't know. I mean, there, there's a technical violation of the, quote, law. These are council rules, you know. And so from a technical violation, yeah, we may have a, may have a violation. Um, ironically, in some of these situations, from my, my limited knowledge with HR, ironically, sometimes the violation actually falls back to the employee because who was it who was enriched that's what you get back to mm-hmm. and so you get back to the person that actually accepted the money were the five employees what if one of those employees also is a church member of your council chairman and regularly donates to that church does that rise to an ethics violation if you took action as a government official to do something that is going to also benefit you personally I see the connection, but I I think that would be a real hard one to connect. That, that okay. that's that's some dots that seem like they might connect on the surface, but they they're really going to be hard to connect. Among other things, you get First Amendment protections, freedom mm-hmm. of religion, um, and then you know, and that. So I, I'm not sure that's the issue. I think the larger issue is who authorized this. Was it a legal authorization? And at the end of the day, this is really what the state auditor does. You know, um, the state auditor regularly audits cities, municipalities, government entities, and um, it, it's a payroll issue in, in, in the end. And and it's one of the first things auditors check, you know, was the payroll correct, who authorized it? And, and that's why when I get back to me, ask where, where there might be a potential problem is it could be with the employees actually getting the money if it wasn't legally authorized. I do believe they've taken actions to undo the raise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not 100% percent sure if they're rescinding back or i think they're paying back the the monies um and so i think this is going to be in the end i don't see criminal charges coming out of this personally i think it's this this is political and i think at the end we very likely may see remember four votes we very likely might see a change in chairperson that's where the first issue might fall does how do do they do that legally does somebody make a motion that we have a new chair it would simply take a motion a motion Mm -hmm. can be put on the by any of the by any of the um council persons and you got to have four votes and so Mm -hmm. if they have four votes and again we're at this point in a three two two do the math you know if you can get to four votes you can change the chair um the other thing that i see coming potentially is um i don't know that it is a three two two i i know what you're saying ursula bowman and gary brooks have seemed to 
uh, come together as a coalition. They have as, as come Democrats. out. They're, they're both Democrats. And right. They both, they, they both want to do what's right for their Democratic district. Is, is how it's what, just, That's why I get to the two. Mm-hmm. I got Yeah. Do you think it could it could boil down to a, a, as simple as he made a mistake, they're paying back the money, it's done deal, it's over? I, I think on the surface from the legality side, yes, we could probably get to that. And most people, I think, are going to want to move on. There'll be some that always want, mm, you know, some punishment. I'm ready to move on but, now. But, but most are ready no, to move on. No, I'm not. But, he stood up and lied to us. Well, I know. He, he stood lied up and said, us. I blessed them. They didn't ask me for this. He is a reverend. He is, I'm sorry, I'm preaching. I said most. So, but no, but that but Aaron represents you know she represents a good bit of the citizens who are going to want some accountability for this, and and that's why I get back to I think in the end there's going to minimum have to be some political accountability for this, and that's why mm-hmm. many that watch the council are going okay at minimum we see a change in the leadership of the council that that that's probably what it's going to take to put back together some working coalitions perhaps as a new chairperson. Do you think that's really going to happen though? I, well, I mean, but if he's if he's removed solution. as chairman, then who become does somebody else become? chairman or do they elect a new chairman well that that becomes what's interesting because there's lots of ways to get back to a working majority one of them would be to come up with a new working coalition and agree to a new chairperson um that could be one of the political ways you get back to this Mm -hmm. um short of that you're also going to start hearing rumblings the citizens have recourse that's called recall and i'm not encouraging anyone to go recall i'm actually the one that always comes on here and says that's a very high standard to recall Mm -hmm. public officials but there's three years left on these terms and there may be some people that come back and say wait a second maybe we need to look at that as a political option in the community who's politically most damaged by all that has happened you're a political analyst what do you think well, my, my, my immediate gut is the most political damage. You, you start with Reverend Green and Alan Jackson, Dr. Jackson. Um, I'm almost at this point more inclined to think that, that Dr. Jackson may have more political damage because Reverend Green's been around for a long time. This mm-hmm. is his second or third time through the council. And, right. and at the end of the day, Reverend Green has shown a penance to survive. Um, his, his, his constituents like him. He gets elected. He had no opposition when he ran last time. Mm-hmm. So in the end, he can probably weather a political storm unless he's removed from office somehow. I think Dr. Jackson has higher political aspirations. I think he's going to want at some point to do something that takes, first of all, he's in a more diverse district. He's in a district where he may not have as easy political survival as maybe James Green. But I think Dr. Jackson would like to get to a bigger district at some point. He might want to run for mayor at some point. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that this could come back to haunt him in that regard. Um, but he also chose to be the spokesperson we've to be honest we've only heard from reverend green twice we heard from him in the 30-minute speech at the council and we heard from him in his press conference he doesn't do pressers he doesn't call you he doesn't Mm -hmm. give out statements i think dr jackson has gone around on many media outlets and keeps opening himself up to question i think politically um ursula bowman has um she's going to take some negative but the bowmans have always had a a history of being very outspoken, very strong, back to Joyce and both the sons. And so I don't think Joyce Bowman, I don't think Ursula Bowman's hurt herself at all in this. I think that, oh, that absolutely um, even, not. even within the African-American community, I think she's getting credit for standing up for what's right. And what does Dr. Jackson do for a living? I got a text from someone wanted to know, what, what is his primary gig? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna say he's lead with the word entrepreneur because he does several things. But to my knowledge, Dr. Jackson, to my specific knowledge, he actually is a real estate broker. And I run the Real Estate Association, so I'm very much aware that he does serve as the broker for um, two different real estate brokerages. But he also, as my understanding, does some financial aid work with Grambling.
Sterling, I believe. He's mm-hmm. worked at other institutions in the past. And then he owns several small businesses. And so okay. he does multiple things beyond just being a council person. When I say, when I said earlier, I'm ready to put this behind us, I didn't mean let it go. It's not what I meant. Okay. Because we had a council chairman lie to us, mm-hmm. knowingly lie to us, not make a false statement, not, not miss, you know. Untruths, no. yeah. Mm-hmm. He knew what he was saying wasn't was true. Not true, yeah. 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 And then the last piece of this, I'll just kind of maybe close with is that we got to watch is the other thing that got dragged in weirdly in the last day or two was the administration, you know, is that this hasn't just been lashing out at council staff or the council persons or past chairpersons, mm-hmm. Flurry and Bowman, is now we have allegations over into the, into the administrative office, which the council is the body that serves as a check against the administration. Right. So, you know, this, this could have some deep political um, um, tentacles, I'll just say. It's going to okay. take a while to un, un, unpack this. Mm. Mm, it's a mess. Thank you it, for coming in. It is in. a mess. It's an embarrassing mess. It well, is embarrassing. Well, I do want to say this because I come on as a guest. I do want to thank you, Aaron and Mike, y'all. I think y'all have done some tremendous reporting, um, well, some, some news reporting to actually have gone back and, and pulled this. And um, and everything you did was fact-based. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if you're taking any heat, but I, on behalf of people that listen to you, want to say thank you for your work because um, you really kind of went back and just didn't accept the surface-level story, and that has led to where we are today. And I do think that, I mean, if you think back in the history, the recent history of the city of Shreveport, we've had many, quote, scandals. I'll use air quotes mm-hmm. on that. So I don't think this is going to take down the government. No. But, but this one has created, beyond beyond the money side, this one's created personal problems, and that's really where we got to get the trust rebuilt. With the Whether we like the council persons or not, they're our council. We're not going to go forward as a city unless those seven individuals can work together, and that's what we've got to get somehow them working back together, or if they can't, we got to find a new way to, yes. to deal with the council. Especially if they're going to come try to sell a and, bond issue to me this year. And, yeah. mm. and, and let me say, Scott, on what you just talked about, I 25, what, 30 years experience sitting over there that she draws upon, and I'm in awe watching her work. Oh, whatever. Uh, I'm new to, I mean, I'm new to this, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't kept up with city council business and city government for the past 30 years like you have. And yeah. I'm, I'm learning as well. Well, today's so, social and, media and I, world. I recognize that, and I acknowledge mm-hmm. Aaron. God, great work. Today, in today's social media world, we think a lot about news cycles and just, you know, spin and, and what we hear, but facts matter. And, and I think y'all did mm-hmm. some tremendous fact-based um, reporting on this. I just want to say thank you. You bet. Well, safe travels to you. I know you're yeah. heading up. Have fun in Boston. Well, my um, we, we take we take the youngest to college, and so it'll be quite a trip. I'm just I've reached the point where um, I, I saw um, I follow a, a website called Mike's Weather. If people don't see that, okay. he tracks the storms out in the Gulf, and I have to sadly admit I'm kind of rooting for a small hurricane. Our, <laughs> our, our state needs the water. We, we just do. reached the point where we've got to break this. Dur- heat. During the break, a moment ago, real quick, we were, Scott and I were discussing this Trump indictment and all of this mm-hmm. just during the break, and Ruben walked back in the room y'all aren't gonna believe this it's raining outside <laughs> we both all look. We just, what well, what and we all three believed it because we, we all have hope that uh, yeah. gonna rain. I'm, I'm a jerk sorry about that he was lying it's not raining <laughs> it was great oh. it lightened the room yes it did scott thank you so much thank you all for what you mm-hmm. do one one now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel.
Mike and McCarty. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel. Mike and McCarty. <laughs> you didn't hit me that time. <laughs> I got more. Oh, yeah. I got a I got a, a message. We talked about college football <laughs> start. My gosh. I'm getting pummeled over here. Aaron said off mic, don't say Michael McCarty. He just said it, so that's why I said it. You made me put those things in there so I, you don't have I to like say it. it no, it's it's uh, it, <laughs> Why don't we get gosh. the why don't we Ruben, get the voice guy to, to do those so I don't have to say that anymore? I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> Mom and Daddy are fighting. <laughs> Mike McCarty, 1017 FM. We got a big story to break after 8 o'clock that you hadn't heard about yet. Oh. Wait till I tell you this one. Hmm. All right. You want to tune in for that? I'm ready. All right. 1017 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Mm. This um, <laughs> again, I'm amazed, Aaron, at your. This uh, isn't me. This is well. Me. This is you with with contacts and mm-hmm. Leonard Finkelman giving getting you the information that <laughs> okay. you need. Oh, I wasn't supposed to name his name. No, oh, you weren't supposed to talk about Leonard. <laughs> Sorry oh. about that. I I just find this a little bit troublesome. Um, there is now a move afoot by the city council um, and possibly the administration to put more cameras in our city to measure our speed. These are not crime-fighting cameras. These are to hand out speeding ticket cameras. Like the ones in our school zones, Mm -hmm. but these are not in school zones. These are randomly placed throughout the city on city streets Mm -hmm. to monitor traffic, take pictures, and send you tickets. Mm -hmm. Um, The mayor apparently said, Well, then don't speed and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. We're going to keep our streets safe. What, what What about that? I know. I know. They met with Blue Line Solutions. Um, I think Councilman Jackson and Councilwoman Bowman were um, were in the meeting with the Blue Line Solutions folks and the administration. And now the mayor is asking um, for council members to send him a list of, let's see, hang on, I think four locations, including block numbers of streets, where you would like speed studied so we may be able to move forward with some study locations. So Blue Line Solutions can study whether or not there's a speeding issue in that area. So how did this come about? Did Blue Line approach our administration and say, hey, what about this? It's worked so well in the school zones. Well, you've heard it being talked about by the Caddo Commission. They've been kind of talking about putting some speed cameras in. And so I don't know if it's been explored because council members have asked for it. The ordinance and the contract with Blue Line um, all permits the use of these cameras in other areas other than school zones. But we haven't moved in that direction yet. Um, Have other cities? Other cities have done this and and i've seen intersection cameras mm -hmm. you've seen those where if you blow the red light 
boom, you see the flash, and my, you get ticket. And you, my issue with this is, please, this is this is just big government again, grabbing for our money. And if you're a council member, raise your hand about how many complaints you got about the Blue Line Solution school zone cameras. How many complaints are you still getting about these Blue Line Solution cameras? I know um, that some council members don't want it in their district. They don't want these cameras right. in their district. And they're urging the mayor not to move forward with the program. And if he does, don't put them in my district. So... Where, so funds are going to be generated, obviously. Yes. Where is that? Where is that money going to be going? We haven't because discussed that yet. We don't all agree on the nonprofits that the previous money has been assigned to. Mm-hmm. I, you know, these would now be speeding tickets that our police department would normally be. Met. And and my only acceptance in in the ten percent of my body that accepts this is that we don't have enough police officers. To write speeding tickets anymore. We don't have like a traffic division like we used to. Rarely. We used Rarely. to have what? Six, eight motorcycles mm-hmm. specifically designed to go monitor traffic. So we're, we're not out there writing speeding tickets. I mean, we can all acknowledge that. We rarely see them. Every now and then we'll see a little trap thing on I-20, but we rarely see it happening. So if these cameras can help in the crime fighting effort, 10% of me is like, yeah, yeah, okay. But the problem but with that's this not is, really crime fighting, though, is it? Well, speed monitoring. Well, they'll unless say unless you got somebody kills, running can, away from the bank that you, they just robbed, and we got, have the, tr- the you know license. You, you know, you've lived in a neighborhood where I've heard you complain over and over again about people hauling booty oh, down your street. Absolutely. Um, if there's a speed camera right there in front of your house, there'd be a lot of tickets issued, probably, and then people would slow down because they ultimately would know there's a camera on that street. So I, but again, it's Big Brother out there. And who's going to pay these tickets? You and me would pay our ticket. I'd pay, I'd write them a check. Because we want to maintain our insurance. Mm-hmm. We want to maintain our drum lobbing. Yes. We, we, if, because if you don't, you're going to get flagged. Right. So you're going right? to get flagged on your driver's license. Who doesn't pay these speeding tickets? People that don't have an updated driver's license. Right. People that are criminals. Um, people that don't care about, they'll just toss it in the garbage and they'll forget about it. Then when they go to renew their license, be like, oh, you have a $200 speeding ticket from the city of Shreveport when you were traveling down Broadmoor. And they'll go, ooh, I can't afford that. Well, I'm just not going to renew my license. I'll just let my license go. So then I, you don't have to do insurance because you don't have a driver's license. Right. So now there's you have an uninsured motorist with Another no driver's one. license. Yes. I just think we have way bigger fish to fry in this city. And I consider this a money grab from folk. And again, I'm I've trying to not study to speak. more. I'm not yeah. I'm not vehemently opposed to this. I've got to study more and learn okay. more about it. I'm gonna play the Scott Hughes <laughs> role okay. in this. You wanna look I'm at it? I'm going to sit back and look at it. I just yeah, this just I don't know. Who motivated it? How did it get started? That's what I want to know. Where did this start? You need to have the mayor in next week to talk about this. Where did this start? Absolutely. You know, what That's are you doing idea. with it? Tom? Um, why, are you, why are you bringing it up? Um, why would you have a meeting with Blue Line? Because, he, Lord, he's the first to know he got Blue Line complaints as soon as he got his butt in that seat. Okay, now the complaints that f- with the school zone cameras were they were 
being activated when school zones weren't active mm-hmm. and and lights weren't flashing. Right. So all of those issues you won't have you if won't. you have a camera posted on, well, it won't be Uri Drive because that's right. a state highway. Mm-hmm. But if you have a camera posted on Line Avenue someplace. Yes. Those won't be issues because they'll be 24-7. The speed is the speed, the yes. Speed, right. Mm-hmm. The speed doesn't change. And, and you know, he, he the, the mayor in his memo says, please be advised that the ordinance would require notice, signage, and a number of other details before any tickets, including warning tickets, would be issued. This is all a preliminary step. And here's here's another issue that is not being, uh, to me, I don't think is being a for, enforced, the law of covering your license plate. Have you mm. seen license plates covered by yes. this tent? They yes. have a tinted thing over. Well, that's specifically for cameras. Mm. Because when the flash goes off, you can't read that license plate. Okay, Amazon.com, where do you and get that? that? Those are illegal. You cannot cover or mar your license plate. They don't have anybody to, to ma- stop me for that. You get a ticket if Amazon your light isn't A-M-O. working at night. Shut up. <laughs> if your light isn't lighting up your license plate, you can know, get a ticket. I'm joking. I know you are. Uh, and I didn't mean shut up. No, that's okay. I, mean, I meant be quiet abruptly. I'm out of ammo over here. You're <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I've got it over here. I'm going to start returning it. Oh, wait. I found one. But, but I see... You know, these people with these covers over their license plates. Yeah. And if I were still out on the streets, I'd be I'd be writing you up. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. And, and That's as you not should, legal. As you should. I don't know how I feel about it. There's 10% of me that is, 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 a, is a, a okay with this. Uh, there's 90% of me that's again it. I'm again it for the most part. Well, I'm not government. saying I'm for it. I don't know that I'm against it. Um, <laughs> believe me, uh, uh, do I maintain the proper speed at all times? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, at 4.30 in the morning when I'm coming to work, no. do I stop at every red light? No. Well, I, I do. I'm some <laughs> sort of. Rolling stop, yeah. It's like the, the, exactly. the guy that got stopped by the policeman for not stopping at a stop sign. Mm-hmm policeman pulled out his baton and started wailing on the guy boom 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 and the guy goes wait 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 policeman says now you said you slowed down at that stop sign i did i slowed down policeman hits him boom you want me to stop or do you want me to slow down (laughs) (laughs) oh you're bad you're bad oh michael mccarty what a one seven Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Okay, I'm not saying that policemen are going to whoop up on you with a baton if you roll through a stop sign. Yes. It's not what I'm saying. (laughs) What he meant. Oh, Lord. You want me to slow down? Or do you mm. want me to stop? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got some info um, that I had requested. I've, I've done a few public records requests in the last week or so. And I asked for all the payroll information for all Shreveport City workers. I wanted to find out. have any Has anybody, they, they claim Shelly Ragel got a $25,000 raise. Let me see it. Did she? No. She got about an $11,000 raise. A couple of the higher-ups in the water and sewer department got a raise. And this is since Arsenault took over. Um, Should we be issuing raises at this point, though? Well, the problem with Ragel is that 
Um, Period. I, I understand that they got a 13% last year. Regal's salary was not on par with other department heads. And she had a couple of people she was supervising under her who made more than she did. So I understand that's a that's a possible complaint, you know, that you could be facing if you're, you know, you're supervising somebody. Okay, but you know what? What head coach in the NFL doesn't coach I, players that make way more than he does? I know, but this is government work, and, and, and the, the fairness has to be part of it. So they did bump her pay up. Um, but I went to look. Um, how many city employees... And look, I'm not saying Shelly Ragel... Don't, don't misunderstand what right, I'm saying. Right, right, exactly. She, he said you shouldn't get a raise. That's what Mike <laughs> Shelley, Martindale said. you know said. I love you. That's not what I'm saying. I was kind of surprised when I went to look, well, what is Arsenault making um, as compared to, you know, other mayors? And he's making right just a smidge under 95000 So then I started looking at the numbers. How many make more than the mayor? Oh, we have city council staff members that make more than the mayor. Mike, there's 70 plus people. It's a long, I can't say the dirty word, a long <laughs> list of people. We can't say ass. We can't. No, no we, we can't say, say that Don't say long ass list. No, don't say that. But I, you know, at the top of the list, and you can see all these salaries at keelnews.com because I put them up. It took me a hot minute to do it because it was such a long ass list. Uh, <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Tom Dark is the CAO. He makes just under one ninety nine a year. One hundred ninety nine thousand. Is he the highest paid city employee? He's the highest paid city employee. Okay. Uh, Wayne Smith is close. Now Wayne got a raise last year, as as did all police and firefighters, because their supplemental pay from the state goes up, and I think they have a required raise that they get uh, that's built in. Uh, Chief Wayne Smith makes one ninety six, one hundred ninety six thousand a year. Right under Wayne is interesting. Is a uh, city engineer Patrick Furlong, one hundred seventy-seven thousand. Fourth on the list. I was surprised by this. Fire Chief Clarence Reese Jr. He owes me lunch now because he makes one hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars a year. And when we do lunch, you have to bring Jackson. Just a heads up. Let him know. And the director of our airport makes one hundred fifty-nine thousand. That's number five on the list. I was kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised. There's a ton of people making six figures. A ton of people. Hey, I was very surprised. Shelly's salary's gone from 141 to 152. And I think she's now in the top 10 on the list. But very interesting to see these salaries. And very few regular city workers, other than police and fire, got raises. Very few. Uh, there are a couple of new people that the mayor has hired that were not on the payroll last year. So you can see those. At this post as well. Again, it's keelnews.com. See how many people make more money than the mayor. Keelnews.com. Mm -hmm. Mike and McCarty, time for a break. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Okay, I got a text talking about your... People don't know what you're laughing about. I'm sorry. Inside baseball. <laughs> Inside baseball. Literally. I almost got beamed in the noggin. <laughs> um, I got a text. You were talking about these cameras mm -hmm. that the city is looking at, um, not just in school zones now, and it's Blue Line Solutions mm -hmm. also. Preliminary checking, yeah. 
Um, totally with Aaron on these cameras. Big government. Totally against them. Again, all caps. It's never been about safety. It's always been about revenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got another text, too, from... Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a this is a local judge. Civil penalty only. No criminal because of proof issues. It's just a revenue grab. I... When you when you're calling it a revenue grab, a hundred and ten percent of me is against it. If it's because we don't have enough officers to now, do speeding tickets, right? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that a little bit. Also, if you're going, if it is a revenue grab, and and we all agree that's mm-hmm. what it looks like. Yep. Then take that revenue, one hundred percent, to the police department. And hire more officers. Right, exactly. And I got that message from. I Councilman. understand nonprofits need help, mm-hmm. but but so does our police department. So do our officers that are on the streets. Right. Let's from, hire more officers. From Councilman Jim Talaferro, if the money does not go to law enforcement only, no deal. Well, there you go. And that's the way it should be. These should be. This should be money. This is a law enforcement police. act. Mm-hmm, absolutely. If You're police, enforcing the law. If police were writing those tickets, where does that money go? To the police department, I would assume. Maybe I'm wrong. But if po- police officers are writing the tickets... It doesn't tickets, go into a general fund. No. A general city fund. It, it, it doesn't go to fund nonprofit agencies. I, I'm, you know, I'm not in favor of these in the district in where I live. They're probably going to want to put one on Knight Street. I'm in Lord favor knows. of them on your district, but not mine. <laughs> We're in the same district. Oh crap! <laughs> so so we're not in favor, and I I just a small smidge of me is okay with it, but the vast I'm majority of me is a no, 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 no. I'll listen, but I'm not. This is just big government trying to get more of my cash. And I, you know what? At four o'clock in the morning, I'm speeding on Night Street. I'm speeding on Shreveport Barksdale Highway if I'm late. And I want them to enforce these license plate laws mm-hmm. that people are covering their license plates with yeah. these tinted shields. Oh, no, yeah. write tickets on these. Mm-hmm. Make yeah. them take these things off, if, especially if you're going to install more cameras that do specifically that. Right. Stop allowing people to cover their license plates. Mm-hmm. It's not legal. Oh, boy. Yeah. Micah McCarty, what do I Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Scott Hughes was in studio with us earlier this morning talking about this city council clown show. Mm-hmm. Um... When you boil it down, right, and and that's I'm kind of a boil it down kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is, legally, he made a mistake, admitted it, and they're going to pay it back. They've already they've already agreed to that. We hope. We hope. Well, no, they have to pay it back. It well, wasn't I got, legal. I got a text from someone. This no, no, morning. no! Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm just. Gonna... They're going to get a bonus. Listen to this. No proof that pay raises have to be repaid. 
Jackson said they should not be required to do so. Based on what? I want my money back. So then you're just... I want my money back. Let me take a lesson from Scott Hughes. Let me stop. Don't (laughs) just react. I know. No, no, no. That's not right. I know. You can't just issue bonuses to the city council. They were illegal raises. Staff. They were not. There's, you know, I keep hearing them say gray area. Of course area. they have there's to no pay There's no gray back. area. No, there's no gray area. The council chairman has no authority to give raises on his own. You just can't do it. Um, I, now, I'm going to have a huge problem if they don't pay this money back I'm that they've have already to send received. A, I'm going to have to send a weekly email about the raises. Have the money been paid back? Has the money been paid back? How much of the money's been paid back? I have to keep an Excel spreadsheet. Who's paid back how much and why? And, and I mean, it's just ridiculous. I, I'm I'm tired of having to do all this crap. Is that a legal word? Is that okay? Yeah, Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> you just it, can't say. Sh- oh wait, wait. No, you can't do that. What did you hear Scott say though? When he 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 spent a good hour with us. Yes. Talking about this scandal. Um, I I heard him say they need a new leader of the council. I I kind of he didn't say it in those that those we, words. We know James Green is not going to resign his position as council chairman. That's not going to happen. No, he's not. He's not going to do that. Will the four other council members move to remove him as chairman? Would that be something that would heal? For me, that would be a step in the right direction. But for then, healing. does Tabitha Taylor become? council chairman automatically or do they do a vote and elect a new council chairman i heard scott say they elect a new one and perhaps the new one serves until the end of the year in green's stead and then in january you elect a new one which is how we would do it that's all moot i'm telling you that's all moot we're just just not gonna spinning in the mud i think they're gonna try to sing kumbaya at their next meeting and move on and we'll get back to you know much of what we had before I just think you're going to have a little more um, watchdog persons in Gary Brooks and Ursula Bowman. There still has to be accountability to lying to the people that elected you. There has to be accountability for the council chairman to sit and say, nobody asked me for a raise. I can't get beyond that, Mike. I can't either. I cannot get beyond a pastor, a minister. A rever- the only thing I can say to justify why he bold-faced lied was that he didn't want to put the spotlight on those employees. He didn't want to spotlight, yeah, they did ask me for a raise, and so I tried to help them. And see, and also, Aaron, at that point, before that point, it wasn't about the employees, Mm-mm. okay? Mm-mm. It was about Chairman Green's decision yes. to issue a raise, which mm-hmm. is what he told us he wanted to bless them. right. Well, first of all, bless them with your own money. Yeah. Okay, not mine. Mm-hmm. It's easy to it's easy to bless somebody with somebody else's money. Oh, all all day. But when it was discovered, no, they did ask for raises. Then it did become about those employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all are dragging them through the mud. And the first one, yeah. a, a, the first one allegedly asked for a raise, and then t- what? At least two others said, "Well, if she's getting a raise, we want raises." Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that happens in a workplace when you find out somebody that works in your same office is getting a raise. Other people are going to raise their hand. And then the way they knew it is because somehow it was discussed somewhere along. And we want to find and I want to find out who tore that back sheet off of the ordinance 
Right. And only flash that with Jerry Bowman and, and James Flurry signatures saying they approve pay raises. And, and he, they claim it was on their own. It wasn't on their own. It was attached to ordinances. But you only pulled the back sheet off to wave in front of everybody. That Who had did the that? statement initiated and approved mm-hmm. by... Who did that? Was that a council member who decided to only hand out that part of the ordinance? Or was it a staff member? If it was a staff member, we got a monster problem. If it was a council member... We we know we still have a monster problem. Oh, you are a sneaky, sneaky snake. Let's use this to further our argument. Yeah, and it it fell flat. Because... Because you're lying. Yeah. Oh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. You got some more Xanax, Ruth? Maker's Mark. 1017 okay. FM. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Talking about... The city is thinking about looking at the possibility of maybe installing blue line solution cameras uh, across the city, not just in school zones. Mm-hmm. And there have been uh, there have been letters to and from council members, letters to and from blue line solutions mm-hmm. uh, through our administration. Aaron, you're vehemently against it. Yeah. I'm against it. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a good idea. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, especially we know it's a revenue grab. If it's a money grab, I'm so not if for it. If all the money, Streetport Councilman Jim Talaferro says, you know, okay, if all the money, because if those tickets were written by officers, that money would stay with the police department. Mm-hmm. So those are tickets issued by the city of Shreveport Police Department. Right. The money, the revenue generated should go strictly to the police department. Mm. Uh, we got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board that says, first off, I am not all capitals N-O-T. I am not for the cameras. But the crime-fighting argument is, if the cameras will handle speeders then officers are freed up to handle real crime. So argument can be made there. That, we, that's we know, my, it's the only piece of me that is in favor of this. We know we're 140 officers, full-time officers down. Mm-hmm. That doesn't include officers that are on vacation, officers that are on leave, officers mm-hmm. that are out for various reasons. Right. So, I mean, you could be down 175 officers at any one point on the streets. Do we actually have officers chasing speeders, though, right now? Is that happening? I, I, I don't see traffic enforcement like we used to. No, not, a, not even close. Yeah, not even close. Back in the day, we used to report, remember, radar being run today on mm-hmm. Line Avenue and you know, Night Street. Slow down. Yeah, I haven't seen radar... No, they they they're not Rare. doing that. Rare. How many uh, motorcycle you know motors do we have for the city of Shreveport? How many are active? How many mm-hmm. are on the streets doing strictly traffic enforcement? Right, right. I I don't know. I'd like to know how many. I don't mm-hmm. think there's many. No. Fortunately, no. I haven't seen them. <laughs> I'll take that as a good sign. No, I haven't seen them either. And and every now and then I'll see a big operation on I twenty. 
where they have like 12 police cars up there. But but they're actually, they're using that to go for guns. They're looking and for that's a illegal good thing. weapons. And I'm fine Absolutely with that. a good and I, and I, thing. And I'm fine with that. And I run, am too. Run those every day. How if many you can. felons, uh, Ruben? How many? Uh, how many stories do we get from the police department? Another felon arrested in possession of a firearm. Oh, at least six, seven a week for sure. Absolutely yeah. caught during a traffic stop. Yeah, that happens a lot. I just don't. The big government to me, and the money grab to me is just. The, the the it outweighs the need to slow people down on the streets. I, I just I hope the council members think about this hard because they got a zillion calls about blue line solutions. And I know this would be different because there's not a time zone on these. These will be twenty four seven. These cameras will be writing tickets. But you're going to have people that I wasn't driving the car at that time, or that's not my car, or um, you know whatever. And then there's going to be people that just ignore the tickets. Who's going to go fight fight for that money and uh, will it lead to more people with no driver's license and no insurance? Absolutely. Is that what we want? And where's the money going to go? Is it going to police? Yeah, I don't know. It needs to go to the police department. Mm-hmm, absolutely. We, we got to wrap up. Make mm-hmm. it a great weekend. You have a great week next week. You bet.